It's great to be back together. Is it? <laughs> I think so. Aaron thinks so. Unbelievable. Welcome back, Steven. Well, I'd love to give him more spirited. Welcome back to the gentlemen's dojo. But I'm, I'm phoning it in because Why? because you didn't upload the last episode. Now it's been a week. Now that, we're one behind. By the way, you skipped a week. I did. Oh God! It's been all my fault, I guess. I can't. So do I've been right. on a bit of a hiatus because I'm editing a documentary. Yep. And working on a scripted show that okay. we're pitching and. It was up to you to say I, I've I've told you numerous times you got to stay consistent you got to you got to take the reins. Yep. You skipped a week. Okay. You didn't do anything that week. Okay. And then when you've done episodes, you've yep. asked me to upload it for yep. you. I did it twice. Okay. And then the third time last week, I texted you and I said I tried because my Wi-Fi in the hotel in New York City was awful. You're gonna have to upload it yourself. And then I come in today to find out. What have I done right? We always should focus on the positive stuff. Nothing! I've done nothing right. Nothing! Why don't you have one of those fancy donuts that I brought in that I waited in line for 25 minutes for? That I woke up at 7.30 in, that 25 in the morning minutes, for? You in the 25 minutes, you could have uploaded a new video. 7.30 in the morning. Video, a, by the a, way, a new podcast. By the way, you live literally right above from this studio. You just walk right down. You're here in three minutes. I yeah, drive in from the west side. Yep. And I, okay. it takes me an hour and a half, but I want to be here because we're oh, friends. Boy. So good to be we're here. We're friends. <laughs> Unbelievable. Why wow. would you not? Wow. Why would you? Aaron already knows. Uh, obviously, the numbers on the road last couple weekends were bad. Not so true. he's bringing it here. I, I can obviously tell that you are cranky. The numbers on the cranky. road were bad. The numbers <laughs> coming up <Okay>. are bad. <laughs> numbers are have one, were great. Have one of the, yeah, because Chappelle and Seinfeld were there. Sure. You want to talk about that? You know what we never talked no, about? No, they don't even announce that they're coming. I'm sure they threw up a Twitter feed. By the way, they we, did not. we still didn't announce, uh, because we haven't been here in a little while, because I took the reins for a couple of weeks <laughs> and did a few podcasts on my own. want to thank Julia Sharp, whose show Making History on Fox is killing it. Yep. Really funny show with Adam Pauly. So funny. Our friend Dana Eagle. And the one that you were supposed to post and screwed up was Jackie the Joke Man Martling. Aaron, you heard that one. Very, very funny. Okay, and I'm excited about uh, some of the guests we have coming up too. By the way, yeah, let's let's uh, let's throw me off the scent, Aaron. Uh, in the interim, while I was gone, how uh, comparatively to how these shows have been going, how how was uh, Gary on his own interviewing? By the way, the three subjects that I wish I was here for. Yep, I haven't heard Dana in a long time, but how, how did Gary do? I missed you, Steve. There we go. Ah. Boom. <laughs> Aaron, the hands, uh, listen, you keep your dirty mitts off those donuts, by the way, Aaron. Those Fair are $4 enough. each. Enough. Yeah. Why would you not upload the last bit? I, I don't understand it. Hmm. I, maybe I'm working. Maybe I got a documentary that <laughs> I'm working on. You work 10 minutes a day. Whoa, 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 whoa. You work maybe 10 I, minutes? Maybe, how, long, how long do you work at Conan? Well, it's 15, but last night, one of our guests was running late, so I ended up doing like 18, 19. Who was the guest that was running late? Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, by the way, I have four dogs that I'm trying to care for because I foster <laughs> foster animals, which oh, you don't Jesus care about. Christ. Uh, I'm working as well. I got a documentary out about uh, Chris Angel. I'm working on that thing. And uh, I've got something going on. I'm doing a, a little one one camera show with my, about my sister, my relationship with my sister. Keep going because this so, improv's great. Yeah. Well, I'm, no, I'm telling you about my work. Are, you're the only one in L.A. working? Are you the only one working, doing stuff? Aaron, you tell me. How good those podcasts were that I did. They're pretty good, right?
Julia Sharp was great. Yeah. So funny. Dana Eagle, great. Right. Um, Jackie the Joke Man, great. This is the first. You want to call it We're Aaron? just moving forward because okay. you're obviously bombing. Just, Yo. uh, you're filling dead air. Um, <laughs> so Chris Porter yeah. is going to be calling in in a few minutes, uh, maybe it, a minute or two. Is it good to see me at all? No. Okay. It's uh, This is part one of a two-parter, okay? Chris Porter, Tone Bell, Ben Glebe, and my wife, uh, a big group of us, we went and saw Corey Feldman. Um, I was... Is Chris on? Okay. So, Chris. Yo. Porter, how are you, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you guys? I'm hey, just getting us in the mood right now with yes. a little Ascension Millennium. I got to I gotta turn it down now. Um, dude, thank you so much for calling in. And we we just have to describe Corey Feldman. Um, you initially... Feldmanity. Feldmanity, yes. You initially sparked us all to go, a, a group of comedians. By the way, ever since I posted the pictures of Corey Feldman, I've gotten text messages from other comedians asking me, how how was it? They're going to go. Eliza Schlesinger is one of them. I just saw her last night. What is it? about Corey Feldman that that got you on the train? Uh, it started a few years ago. He had that show on E! with the, the two, two Corys. <laughs> and I was, yes. I was stoned at my parents' house visiting, and everyone had gone to bed, and I'm watching it. And it's that scene where, for Valentine's Day, he set up a <laughs> band for his wife. Yeah. And she comes in, and he sings a song to her. And <laughs> like the best was when he grabs the back of her head and sings face to face, but he still has the microphone <laughs> in between them. But, and he's, you know, it came the part in the song where it's time to riff do the Joe Cocker. I'm losing my mind. And he said, dip, dip, do. I love you. <laughs> A true wordsmith. I was sold from then on. You were I in. I was like, Corey Feldman is my spirit animal. Let's do this. Chris, and who, then, who was the other Corey on that show? Corey Haim. Oh, Corey Haim. That's yeah. right. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Sorry. You never saw the show on no. TV? It, it genuinely, <laughs> I, I think it would still be on, but he, he is, is, is it, it didn't get canceled and then he died, right? Like he died and then they stopped filming. Is that correct? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure though Ascension Millennium is about him. Oh, Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a it would. Joke. It sounds like it would make sense, um, <laughs> but it's it's these two guys, License to Drive, right, Lost Boys. They did all these great '80s films, and Corey obviously has a storied career on, on his own. But then they had this reality show, and it was it was essentially like Corey Feldman steering Corey Haim towards sobriety, because Corey had taken the reins his own. To, to be sober and was helping a dear friend of his. And these guys were heartthrobs in the 80s, correct? Is, is Absolutely. That, is that the way to describe the show? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, you know, also just the insanity that is those two people. Right. I think was a, that, that was the crux of the show, was like look at the logic that these people use to make decisions. <laughs> okay. Now – then he comes out with the music, right? Which a friend of mine had passed me along to Ascension Millennium. And then I spiraled and went down the rabbit hole with duh. Um, 
there was another one. There was another, and I just saw Tom Papa at the at the comedy store last night. He's like, "Oh, did you ever see the video of him at the baseball game?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I can relate to that. I think every comic can relate to that." And I'm like, "Absolutely." Oh so, yeah, just the shit gig on the concourse. Yeah, he's got the angels. He's got the DJ booth set up. I think there's maybe like 50 people around them. They're not like at the dugout. They're not. They're just like by a pretzel stand performing and he's full on absolutely full on committed and i think that was that's why i was so intrigued to see these videos and he was really into it and there's choreography and all that stuff how did you get turned on to his videos uh well let's see once that started you know i kind of lost the Corey Haim thing for a little bit because you know the google thing wasn't as big you know a few years five or six years ago. So, uh, but once the today show thing started, I think I'd caught, I'd kind of gone down the rabbit hole. I think I'd seen the improv, the early, the mid eighties improv, evening at the improv performance. Right. Yeah. 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 Where he opens the show and Bud Freeman brings him on and he doesn't know the words to his own song. <laughs> but that was like really nineties hip hop. Like, a lot of synth, a lot of like like the the weird like chimes and loops and all that stuff. But it was a very nineties. Kind of like the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop Five. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. what it, it's like that eighties cheap production. It, yeah. But then you go into Dream a Little Dream, it. right? He did the thing in Dream a Little Dream where he's in the in the stands singing to the girl, and he's dressed as Michael yeah. Jackson, but the song is not Michael Jackson, but it's him singing. But it's kind of not him singing. Have you seen yeah. that one? Uh, no, I have not seen that one. Okay, just as glorious as all these other ones. And then I think what put <laughs> the cherry on top of the Sunday was that Today Show appearance, right? Oh yeah. Well, you know that broke. First off, uh, you know the baseball team ended up apologizing for the Corey Feldman performance. <laughs> they like publicly were like, "Hey, sorry about that. Our bad." <laughs> Uh, and, uh, in the, yeah, with the Today Show performance, you know, it broke the Today Show website. You know that, right? I did not know that. No, this is... Yeah, it, it got, it went so viral that it crashed the website. <laughs> this is just amazing. But I think, I think that's, that's what it is. I think there is this curiosity factor, right? Because... He was he was so big back in the day. He was a legitimate movie star. And then he, he, he goes into this. Then he does the, the reality stuff. But but then he does his videos. But then you realize music has always been there for him. He was friends with Michael Jackson. Obviously, Michael Jackson taught him to dance and all that stuff. And then yeah. he does these music videos. And they're somewhat of production value. And then, and then the Today Show thing happens. And then you find out he's performing in San Juan Capish. Where, where, where was the concert? I don't even remember. San Juan, it was San Juan Capistro. Well, once, especially once the second Today Show performance happened, the redemption. I'm like, there's, I'm like, there's no way this guy doesn't go on tour. Like, you don't do two Today Show performances and drop a double album. <laughs> and, so you know, and not go on tour. But you know what's someone, coming. I mean, you know, William Hung got a tour. There's no way Feldman's not getting a tour. So I just, <laughs> you know, I was even on Twitter begging him, like, give me tour dates. I'll be there. And when they were, you know, it was six months later, they finally announced them. 
goddamn right I'm going. And then and then and, we're out. And tell me your preconceived notions prior to going, and I'll I'll, I'll give you mine. Okay, I I thought it was going to be a spectacle. I thought music musically it was going to be a train wreck, but it was going to be a lot of fun to watch. My only concern was three songs in, is it going to be sad? You know what right. I'm saying? Will the, will the humor and the irony have left, and now it's just kind of sad. And uh, we went in, and I got to say, it was an hour and a half of, of just amazing. <laughs> I, yeah. Wow. I was never, and it was about the time I was ready for it to be over, it was. Yeah. It was, but the whole time, it just, every time you were like, there's no way we can top that. He did <laughs> in some facet, like when he when he did the entire long intro for the song, and then went, "Oh wait, that song's not next. Here's this song." Right. Like you're like, that's amazing. But then four songs later, when he goes, "Remember that long intro to that song I did? Well, here's that song that blew <laughs> that away." Yeah, because you're like, "Oh, they're not playing that at all," and then you're like, "Oh no, it just wasn't next," and you're like, "What?" What's going on in his head where he couldn't have just turned around and said, fuck it, let's go ahead and just play that one next since I just talked about it for four minutes? I got to tell you, I, I am completely on par with you. I, I You texted me. I'm like, I'm in. I got my wife. Gareth Reynolds is joining us. Gareth Reynolds and I used to watch the videos all the time on the road. We, we were in a Barnes & Noble. We were reading excerpts from choreography, his biography. And we're like, this, is, this dude's awesome. And so I thought... We're going to go. We're going to have some laughs. It's going to be hilarious. I was blown away. I, I would say within the second song, probably, of just how energetic he was. He was charismatic. I got to tell you, the dude's in pretty awesome shape, too, for his age. He <laughs> turned the Lost Boys Absolutely. song. Yeah, I, I was like, this guy, he, he cares. He, he Every second he was on stage, he gave it his all. He was having a complete fucking blast. The audience, I think, bit off of that energy. And I got to tell you, I think a lot of people showed up there that day expecting it to be sad or a spectacle or a train wreck or to laugh. I think everybody left going, wow, that was fucking, that was a good show. It was fun. I mean, there definitely was still like a spectacle element to it, like to be fair. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he gave it his all. We, you know, and I feel like as an audience, we gave him probably one of the best nights of his life, <laughs> you know, since like the license to drive premiere. Like he left that gig thinking this is going to work. Everything's great. But here's the uh, thing. You're a musician. You play. You're in bands. And yeah. I, I leaned over to you once or twice. I'm like. I mean, what do you think? Is this is this legit? And you you told me like once or twice. You're like, no, they they can actually play. They're like actual like the one girl who did the violin, the keyboard, uh, like she was legit playing. Oh, he hired some players for sure. I don't, you know, they weren't ready. Obvious, like obvious. It was obvious that it was rushed. Yeah, it the, was their first the, show on the tour. The rehearsal right? schedule. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know. They definitely had some work to do musically, but I mean, they got through it and it was fun. And I, you know, I've seen real legendary bands stop songs in the middle of it at a show because they were so lost. So, and they didn't do that. They, yeah. they made it through every song. Um, 
you know, some of it was rough. I mean, why don't we do it in the road was a little rough. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> and, and, and by, by the way, th- I, I called the Beatles cover two hours pre. You did? Because, <laughs> well, you know, I had a little pre-party before we hopped in the Sprinter. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are we thinking? And we're like, there's obviously going to be a Michael Jackson cover. There's no way there can't be. By the way, during Got that, it. Tone Bell said he can actually dance. I, you know, tell was a little drunk, let's be honest. <laughs> but I got, look, I think, I don't know, there's something when I saw him in the videos and he's doing the Michael Jackson shit, I'm like, there's something kind of off. But when I saw him live, I was like, I don't know, he actually can, he'd pass for like a, a Vegas impersonator, I think. W- would I be he's fair to moves. say that? I'm yeah. not denying it. He can definitely dance. He's not it's like. definitely he, a show worth going to see. What was the most like, surprising thing to you? I definitely went with a sense of irony. What surprised and, you the most, Porter? Um, I think it was the fact that I was so entertained throughout the entire show. Yeah. And, and by the way, like so you I, said I, something. I definitely thought there would be a moment where we end up just kind of talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, he, when he was closing the show, he goes, this is a song I wrote when I was 15. I was like, here we go. This is going to be dog piss. That was yeah. my favorite song of the night, by the way. It was great, yeah. and it went on, by the way, longer than Champagne Supernova or Stairway to Heaven. I mean, this was a 12-minute epic closer, and he's on the tables. He's high five, and he's singing his heart out. The crowd was—everybody was on their feet. I, I was—I I, got to say, like you, I was, I was completely blown away. It was, it was a fun show. Like, we genuinely had one of the best nights of our lives, I feel, all of us that went. Uh the whole drive home, we were just talking about how great it was. Uh, we're doing it again. We're doing Feldmanity <laughs> 2 at the Feldmanian Club. I'm sorry? And uh, we're doing Feldmanity 2. It's at the Canyon Club. But when he's there, we're calling it the Feldmanian Club. <laughs> and and by the way, I just want to point something out. I did not see the show, but I, I am a fan of his. But I did want to tell you, after reading some of the reviews about his Today Show appearance— uh, one of my favorites, somebody posted, this is why ISIS hates America after the Corey <laughs> I think if ISIS showed up, they, they would convert, They would rock along? They would not only rock along, they would convert to Christianity. Now, this was his, <laughs> this was his Today Show convert. I don't know if they convert, but they definitely come to Christmas. <laughs> I mean, could this be a Vegas show? Could he do something like this? Because obviously— Anything done right with the right backup, obviously, yeah. could be a Vegas show. So maybe it's being groomed for that. Who knows? I mean, people in Vegas would come out for this, right? I certainly I would. I really want to see – I can't wait. And, and, Steve, I know you're going in a few weeks. Uh, I want to see the next show. I want to see the growth. I want to see what the level of talent is with the band itself. Like, Obviously, yeah. If you go to Vegas and you hire some serious players to play Ascension Millennium, like if Ascension Millennium was played by the band Yes, like <laughs> I think it'd rock. Yeah, you know, with Corey fronting it. It's um, I, that's the thing, though. I, think, I just like, want to see how good the girls can be. When you see the videos, I think some of the videos could be a bit, you know, a bit cheesy, a low production. But when you're at the show and it's just about the tune, I gotta tell you. Ascension Millennium's a pretty good tune. I really did enjoy it. And that, that was his opening out of the gates, opens with that, and got the crowd rocking and on his side. And I think everybody's kind of, it's a good tune. I, I can't back that statement. 
You what? Whoa. Yeah, I can't. Like, listen, it's it's a lot of fun, and the music is what it is. But I don't I don't think any of it's like a good tune. Like, I don't think Essential Millennium's a good tune by any stretch. Do you I think, think it's a, that it's a fine tune? That la- okay, it's a fine tune. It's not a great tune, right? But it's a good song. Yeah. So with th- the last I mean, song, it, it, it's on par with all the bullshit that you hear on the radio now, anyway, for sure. Well, you're not a top forty guy, right? Yeah, I like some top forty. I'm, I guess I'm comparing it to more of like the house. Do you like hip-hop. top eighty? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, more we... more top one twenty, more than back back forty of the top one twenty. Let's put him in the back forty <laughs> of the top one twenty. Then, okay, is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that last song that he did that he wrote when he was fifteen. Would you? Would you? The, the closing bit. Would you think that that's a good song? No, no. I mean, not, there was never a point in the show where I was like, oh, well, the motherfucker can write. Like, I never thought that. I just, he's a hell of a performer, and he gives it, he gives it his all. And look, man, like, I'm friends with Kid Rock, and that dude's like, I'm not the best songwriter in the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't have to be. It's It's about the performance, and it's about that stuff so like the songs don't have to be great as long as the performance is all it's like which it absolutely was kiss was kind of that way right it's more about the performance and hey look at the smoke and all that other. oh absolutely yeah that's why when they took their makeup off and played acoustic everyone was like please please (laughs) put the makeup back on maybe Corey Feldman needs some why we're here gene yeah I, I, no, no, I was just, I, it is kind of crazy because I would like to see this show. I mean, I think it does sound fascinating. And I think because this guy has such a cult following to some degree, mm-hmm. I think he can get away with a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think, I think what's going to happen is people like, like Porter and the group and I, we're going because there's this curiosity factor and you're going for the spectacle. I think what ultimately is going to happen is people are going to leave going, I had a great time. Like, don't was, you think that's why really people fun. people go see Keanu Reeves play? Like they think it's going to be a like they go see his his band because they want to, especially if you're in L. A. and you want to go just see a celebrity, so to speak. I mean, obviously pull you guys out of it, but if I know that if I'm a tourist visiting and I know that Corey Feldman's playing somewhere, I'm obviously going to want to go see that for true reason of seeing Corey Feldman. Well, Porter, you could attest to that. I mean, do you think that there is that celebrity factor when, like, Gary Sinise, or, and like yourself, you're in a band and you could tweet out to your followers. I mean, do you understand what Gary's saying here? Oh, absolutely. But I think, like, to that end, like, if Gary Sinise or Kevin Bacon or Keanu, any of those boys showed up with their band at the Viper Club, I'm not going. But Corey, I think... <laughs> What's the difference? I Here's the thing, is, like, Kevin Bacon and Kevin Bacon and Gary Sinise, their careers, I mean, and no offense to Corey, they're just a little bit more respected, I think, on the national scale. Right, right, yeah. So when it's like when you go see them play in a band, I don't know, you kind of expect it to be on par with the rest of their work. Mm-hmm. And so I think with Corey, it's like, you know, Stand By Me and License to Drive, not with, especially later on in his career, has been more of a spectacle than you go to that the way we went to it, where, like, this is going to be a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's going to be fun, but, like, with Kevin Bacon, it's like, I don't know, I feel like you're going to be a little more like, this better be good. Yeah, yeah, you're probably going to be more let down at Bacon Brothers, you know, because it's like, well, I, I, I want to see you do the other thing. Movies. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 
And with Corey, it's like, oh, sure, of course. You're, what are you going to do next? Like, what are you going to do after this? <laughs> well, like, even like totally... when, during the show, it's like he's like, I'm going to sing a song from Lost Boys. You're like, yeah. why would you sing a song that somebody else sang in Lost Boys that thou shall not cry? He came out. Little Sing Little Sister, is that the name of the song? <laughs> Dude, he comes out, he's got the black leather jacket, he's got his shirt off, the hair's out of the ponytail, and this dude is fucking giving it his all. And I haven't heard that song probably since the movie came out. I was like, I love this song. I miss this song. I mean, I, I wish the the other band was playing it, but it's kind of fun to to hear that song again live. How many How many people were at this show, at this concert? Uh, me and Porter and our group. <laughs> <laughs> Six I, I would say it was it was actually in like a uh, like a rock club, okay. right? And it looked like a club that would have been a great comedy club in the eighties. Am I okay. free to say that, Porter? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was definitely. I would say maybe a hundred people, sixty, seventy to hundred people. I'm really bad at gauging, but I mean, it wasn't empty by any stretch. It was not empty, um, but I, I'd say probably a hundred. And what 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 are tickets? How much you pay for tickets for something like this? Fifteen bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. And no meet and yeah. greet afterwards. No meet and greet, but uh, merch that was, is available. That's ninety. You had to pay ninety for that. You was did it really? Yeah, you could do fifteen for GA or pay ninety, and there was a meet and greet. Fuck, I didn't know that. Oh, you would have done the meet and I greet. I would have done the meet and greet. Okay. Yeah, Chris, would you have done the meet and greet for ninety? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm mean, a bigger fan, I think, is yeah. what we're learning today. What, where would you yeah. cut? I, also, I just, it seems more real than, um, you know what I'm saying? If I met him, I'd just be like, oh, it's, it's not as much of a spectacle if I met him. Now, yeah. Chris, we're excited because he is joining us uh, in a little bit on our podcast. So uh, we would love to throw it to you. What? What? Did you have a question that you would like us to ask him on your behalf? Um, yeah. Uh, what's next? Is he going to record a record? Is, is there going to be another record? It, it, what's up with the two? I mean, I don't have any questions really. I, I don't think you would ask other than. Um, yeah, I I think my only question is when the when he was on the Today Show, and they asked him if he had Michael Jackson moves. Like, I just I, why wouldn't he just say that they were Michael Jackson? Like, it's like saying he learned basketball from Michael Jordan. Like, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's a question. Maybe you shouldn't ask him that. But that was <laughs> no. Scratch I'm up. just I'm ready to see what's next. I want to know what he's got planned. I hope there's angelic to the core too. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for the. Uh, I'm ready just to see what's next. I'm ready for a Feldmanity two at Feldmanian Club. <laughs> because the, w- when you guys saw him, Chris, that was the first night that he was putting this it was thing his together. First show of the tour, yeah. So I mean, listen. I mean, like you said, Chris. I mean, if that was such a great audience, and that kind of gave him the confidence boost to kind of push forward and go into these other shows, you know, with his chest puffed out. I mean, that was probably a good thing. But you know, in reality, I mean, all the shows probably aren't going to be as good as the one in L.A., although the crazy thing for me to think is that a show in L.A. was good because you know how it is. I mean, you know, I was surprised that, you know, there was that energy in the room and there were all as many people there as there were because, you know, L.A., nobody, you know, wants to see that kind of stuff. There's too much, there are too many other things going on. 
Well, I think also we were well south of L.A. We were in San Juan Capistrano, and, like, if you've done comedy in San Diego, it's a pretty easy crowd. Right. Like, they're just very energetic. So I think there's a lot of that. I'd be interested to see him in, you know, Fort Worth, where it is a bunch of rednecks that are kind of there to poke fun, and just just to see how he handles that. Because we've done comedy in Fort Worth, and it's like a boxing match with 300 people. Yeah. Right. And, uh I'd like to see, just as a showman, how he handles that. Well, you are correct in calling him a showman, because yeah. we saw the greatest show on earth. <laughs> I truly, I definitely I, think so. Like again, we all left that show going. That was one of the best times I've ever had. We all were all smiling. We were like, we got to yeah. do it again. It was. It was. Granted, it was a lot fun. of my group was on Molly. So that helped. <laughs> <laughs> and for fifteen dollars, I mean, why not? Yeah, it's, you know, uh, cheaper than a movie. Well, I got to tell you, and I do recommend the limousine. That was that was a good time. You missed me. That definitely made the <laughs> evening a lot more fun. Well, thank you for spearheading it. Thank you for also calling in. We really appreciate it. And I think from two comedians, you have glowing recommendations in terms of going to see the live show. I would recommend go look up Corey Feldman online, look up his tour dates, and you got to go see it. It's it's an absolute blast. You'll have a great time. It's an absolute must-see. I recommend it to anyone. All right. Well, this is part one of yeah. our Feldmanity. Porter, we can't thank you enough for calling in today, buddy. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Chris. Hope to see you soon, bud. Love you, Take bud. Care. Love you. All right. So this is part one of have a two-parter. Have we ever done a two-parter? No. This is the first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, and we I'm have him excited. We have him as our guest. He'll be calling in. Yep. Uh, next, we'll be interviewing Corey Feldman. We'll be talking to him about his shows, his career, his book. Uh, many questions, but I'm super excited to talk to Corey Feldman. By the way, I know you reached out on Twitter yeah, to I did. get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who got him, though? You did. Thank you. But I, I initiated it. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'll upload this this episode too, dickhead. Well, I know. I can't do anything right. You Enjoy can't. one of those uh, $8 donuts. God, you fuck. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Gentleman's Touch. <laughs> that was like really hateful, by that the way. Was like, yeah, that was like really fucking mean, dude. So where can they find you? You the phone call? <laughs> at Cannon Comedy, at Steve yeah. Byrne Live. Sorry I've been on the hiatus. It's good to be back with Gary and Aaron here at All Things Comedy, the Gentleman's Dojo.